Broadway for Tuesday, February 19th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, Van Halen, Bon Jovi. I don't know which is which. I don't. Mm. I have no hair, so I don't really relate to hair bands. So uh, tomato, tomato, six of one, half dozen of the other. I'm not even sure which one I said yesterday. But yeah, whatever. I got him confused. I don't. I don't feel bad about it. Okay. Excellent. Moving forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's look, I it's it's actually interesting. I, other than show tunes, the music that I listen to the most is classic rock. But classic rock to me, because I was born in the early '80s, stops in the '80s. I don't consider that classic anything. That's I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, it's hair metal and yeah, I don't I don't need that. So give me some good, you know. 60s 70s classic rock anything after that i I've, i'm vaguely familiar then it picks back up with the with the grunge stuff in the 90s in my heyday but i don't know i got him confused yesterday i'm not even sure which one i got how i got it confused but whatever i'm sorry um but something i did not get confused was yesterday when i said that i would have my new episode of tell me more in your feeds on monday afternoon talking to reeve carney about his upcoming concert at the green room 42 uh his return to broadway in hadestown his original broadway debut as peter parker and spider-man turn off the dark and much much more that i delivered on as promised uh one thing i can get right this week um but uh so that's in your feed i uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I love talking to artists, especially when they're open about their processes and kind of talk about the things that they've learned and how they're able to translate things from one project to enough. That's the kind of stuff that really uh, fascinates me. And, and Reeve was very open, very down to earth, really cool guy. So if you are around New York City Sunday evening, this coming Sunday, the 24th of February at around 930 p.m. and have nothing to do, I highly recommend that you head over to the Yotel Hotel Holiday Inn uh, and head <laughs> up to the Green Room 42 and check out the show. Um, I also in the episode I played at the end um, one of his songs that actually won an independent music award for best acoustic single. Um, so you can hear that kind of hear what some of his stuff sounds like uh, when he's not playing Peter Parker or Orpheus or anything else. But uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great time and I wish I was in town, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing Hades Town starring Reeve here in a few months or a few weeks at this point now. Yeah, they're actually uh, they're in rehearsal, right? started today actually yeah. reeve said that uh when i talked to him last friday he said that they was gonna begin rehearsals today so he couldn't actually tell me how the show was going to translate to a broadway stage because he hadn't been there to find out yet yeah all right first up in the news be more chill orchestrator charlie rosen calls out musicians union yeah, James, this was this was an interesting one last night. And, and I have to admit that uh, I'm not sure that I understand all of the complexities mm. of it. Um, but last night, Charlie Rosen, the orchestrator and musical supervisor for the new Broadway musical Be More Chill. He's also known throughout New York as um, somebody who's trying to resurrect the big band. Charlie Rosen's big band plays at Birdland 54 Below all these places um, really does a lot to keep those big band sounds with a ton of musicians uh, cognizant at the forefront of New York audiences minds. But he posted a lengthy set of comments on Instagram discussing why he was no longer a member of be more chills pit playing guitar two and ukulele boiling down what he said. And we'll have a link so you can read it all. Obviously uh, he said two hours before the show's invited dress rehearsal a week ago tonight, the be more chill band, including Rosen was gathered for a meeting with Adam Krauthammer, the recently elected president of the American Federation of Music 
Musicians Local 802 chapter. At that point, they were all informed that Rosen playing in the pit would be in violation of the union's collective bargaining agreement, citing the rule that says, quote, no orchestrator of a given production may serve as orchestra con a contractor, supervisor, copyist, copyist or instrumentalist on that production. In Rosen's post, he says that this is a, quote, archaic provision that has not only been overlooked in the past, but also, quote, our contractor, producers, GMs, as well as the labor attorneys at the Broadway League all agreed on the hiring of us as musicians and were aware of the archaic language without much concern for its enforcement on the union's end, as that precedent had seemingly been set. He also says that all of the contracts were signed weeks ahead of time, but Krauthammer's decision to inform the production of the ruling the night before the first Broadway performance uh, uh, put the show, the show's music, the other musicians, and Rosen personally in jeopardy. Rosen said that he views this action as the union purposely targeting producers and productions that they think that they can strong arm, and that's according to Rosen's words, especially because they are getting ready to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement with the Broadway League. The orchestrator also mentioned that since his hiring had been planned for months and approved for weeks in advance, he had turned down other gigs to make money, uh, especially as we're getting ready to get on to the spring season on Broadway. And if you aren't familiar with Charlie Rosen's name, but if you go and look at him up on IBDB, he has a ton of Broadway credit. So he very well could have had a job somewhere else if he knew he wasn't going to be able to play in the pit for the show that he orchestrated. So what he said was that he had to turn down other gigs to make money. So effectively, in his opinion, his union is preventing him from making a living without even trying to find a compromise or giving him or the production enough time to make alternate arrangements. Rosen is asking that 802 members contact the union and show up to discuss this issue at a previously scheduled meeting to talk about the upcoming CBA negotiations on Wednesday the 27th. And just for reference, Krauthammer is the French horn player in the pit of Frozen and the husband of Broadway favorite Betsy Wolf. Now, James, I've admitted before, and I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here because we've been talking about a lot of union stuff, but I like to lay my, uh, my ignorance uh, at the forefront. So I don't want people to think that I'm speaking from experience or, or expertise. I, I'm not super insightful on the workings of unions. I've never belonged to one, though my default is to support labor. However, if Rose's statements about this rule being rarely, if ever, enforced are true, it certainly looks and feels like the union is bullying less powerful producers on the eve of beginning new CBA negotiations with the league. This makes totally no sense to me. Uh, he he is a member of Correct. the union. Correct. He's a member of 802. <laughs> I, I'm unsure of who's being harmed by I, – I, I, you know – Totally. I, I could see if maybe the orchestrator or or somebody who was the contractor or it was the copyist, things like that, was taking a chair in the pit that could have been uh, was uh, you know could have been a job for a union member. Then, sure, I understand that this is a union member who their <laughs> his own union union is preventing exactly. him from working and. I, it makes no sense whatsoever. I I don't understand, uh, you know, who would be harmed by leaving him in that role. Um, 
Uh, it's right. bizarre. Uh, it's also, uh, aside from it being on Instagram, it's it's all over Facebook and it's on Twitter as well. So it uh, mm-hmm. shouldn't be too hard to find the details on this. And hopefully there's a, a quick resolution to this. This is this is nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just for reference, Charlie Rosen began his Broadway career playing um, – bass, guitar, and percussion as a swing for the original Broadway cast of 13. He then played bass for Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, where he also associate conducted. He played bass uh, for One Man, Two Governors, which he was also the musical director for. Now, not the orchestrator, but still a music director. And then he wrote incidental music for Cyrano de Bergerac. He orchestrated for Honeymoon in Vegas. He was the associate musical director and the keyboard and guitar, too, for American Psycho. Um, was the associate music orchestrator for Prince of Broadway. Now he comes up to be more chill, and he's going to co-music orchestrate for Moulin Rouge. So this is a guy that has done just about everything, and it looks like to me they're picking on him because his show's not being produced by Scott Rudin or or Jeffrey Seller or or somebody like that, and it's being produced by some folks that are fairly young in their career or less experienced, including Jen Tepper, who's like the third producer on this. It just feels like they're trying to make a point and push the league around or league members around before they get to this negotiating period. Nuts. All right. We'll have to uh, keep our eye on that one. Next up in the news, uh, reviews are in for my own, my very own British invasion at Paper Mill Playhouse. Yes, the Paper Mill Playhouse uh, out in New Jersey has recently premiered the new musical uh, called My Very Own British Invasion, which features a book by Tony Award winner Rick Ellis and features songs from a number of British rock and roll bands from the early time of rock and roll here in the United States. It's loosely based on the experience of Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. It is directed and choreographed by Jerry Mitchell and features a number of names that you might know from Broadway. Brian Finkart, uh, Kyle Taylor Parker, Connor Ryan, uh, John Sanders, Daniel Stewart Sherman, um, and and many more. And uh, unfortunately, James, this one is not one that seems to be living living up to the expectations of many Jerry Mitchell musicals, which you don't see a ton of his shows not make it to Broadway. Although between this and halftime, it seems to be a couple in a row that haven't. Starting first with the New York Times review written by Elizabeth Fincitelli, she says, "Quote." Mr. Ellis, who has penned two of the smarter jukebox musicals in Jersey Boys and The Share Show, seems to have misplaced his customary craftsmanship. Even his jokes land flat, most painfully those associated with Fallon, the talent manager whose fondness for cutesy acronyms serves as a lone character trait. Mr. Mitchell's direction and choreography are similarly stuck at half speed. Patrick Maley from uh, NJ.com said, quote, at one point, Trip, one of the characters, holds forth about the essential sexiness of rock and roll. And certainly he is correct. The forces behind the British invasion or any other movement in rock history are fundamentally visceral. Celebrating those forces with a flatly written and slickly produced musical seems wrongheaded from the start. A bad idea that my very own British invasion only worsens on stage. Now, my Broadway World colleague, uh, Marina Kennedy, she actually liked it quite a bit. She said, quote, my very own British invasion accomplishes everything that a musical should. The story, the music, the dancing and the staging all come together to captivate and entertain. See it while it is being performed at Paper Mill Playhouse. You can do that through Sunday, March 3rd. Uh, but, James, this is one that I don't know if this had uh, inclinations of hopefully making a transfer into New York City. But with reviews like this, I am I'm highly doubtful that that will happen. Okay, what do we have in the recommendation section? 
Okay, before we get to the recommendations, there's one little bit of news that I want to throw in here. Um, it's literally like a sentence or two, uh, but I don't have it in the script, James. But yesterday it was reported that a new stage uh, musical adaptation of The Prince of Egypt, which we have talked about in the past mm, for yeah. not some great re- uh, reasons, but it will hold a private reading in London this week. No word on the cast, no word on really anything other than the fact that we know that it was written uh, by Stephen Schwartz and Philip Lezebnik. Um if you don't remember, it had some really bad issues when they tried to do a concert of it with a ton of white people a few years ago in the early days of today on Broadway. We don't know anything else about it at this point, but when we do, we will let you know. Now, the uh, the two recommendations that I have first up, the uh, cast of Beautiful, including Shalina Kennedy, performed on The View this morning. And I have to say, for personal reasons, um, I really enjoyed this because one of the drifters um, is played by an, uh, an actor named Michael Stiggers or Steggers um, and he is somebody that I watched numerous times on stages in Atlanta. I saw him play uh, Marius and Les Mis. I saw him. I actually interviewed him uh, for the first time when he was in a like a one hour children's musical called La Petite Rouge, uh, which is like a Creole New Orleans version of uh, of Little Red Riding Hood. So it's very cool to see him. He has been a universal swing for Beautiful. He's been on tour and now he's with the Broadway cast. So it was really cool to see him uh, on The View this morning or yesterday morning. So there's that. And then we also have uh, the official first look of Fiddler on the Roof at the Menier Chocolate Factory in London, directed by the legendary Trevor Nunn. It stars uh, Andy Nyman as Tevya and one of Trevor Nunn's go-to leading ladies, Judy Kuhn, uh, as Goldie. She's been out sick for a while, but um, she she is back in it. The show is scheduled to run through March, uh, March 9th at the Menier. Um, and who knows, it seems like one that very well could transfer to a West End run proper after this run is over. So definitely check check out those videos. It's a little quiet day uh, on Monday, James, because of President's Day. But yeah, we got something. 44 out of 45. <laughs> Doing pretty good. Got a good track record I mean, if this one doesn't kill us. Well, if you, uh, if you want to throw in Bartlett, you could say 45 out of 46. Ah, yeah. That's a good one. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for uh, spending some of your Tuesday with us. I forgot what day it was. And uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. (laughs) 